0: the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's Matt Spectro, through the multiverse! Hello once again and welcome to another exciting episode matt spectro to the multiverse i'm your host matt spectro and this is the podcast about the world of comic books and the world of animation every week me and a special guest we tackle the world of animation based on comic books me and a special guest and we got to have fun welcome to episode 89 we're going to bring my guest out we're not going to wait any longer this is his first appearance in the multiverse in 2023 Please welcome comic book writer and co-host of the podcast We Have Issues, welcome back to the Multiverse, Anthony.
2: Hey, thanks for having me again, Matt.
1: Always a pleasure. How's, uh, how's it been since the last time we spoke?
2: Oh man, it's been crazy and busy. Uh we released our first comic book, uh, our first issue of our new comic book Deathless. It's uh, available at, you know, wehaveissuespodcast.com. It's so far it's been freaking great. People keep uh, posting all these Awesome videos of like unboxings and, you know, telling us what they think about it. It's, it's been awesome. It's been a really interesting, year. it's a good start to this year for sure.
1: All right. And, uh, last time you were here, we spoke about the tick.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. I love, I, I like, I, <laughs> I loved the, that episode so much and just that show so much. I was just like, man, we are just, just, I can't stop gushing about how like phenomenal this freaking show was. I need something That I just like can make fun of for a while because it's not. This is just like Chris Farley fanboying over something. You know, it's just like, (laughs) hey, do you remember the time the tick said this thing? That was awesome. (laughs) It's just like, no, no, I We need. We need something else so we can talk more about Matt.
1: So we decided to go not necessarily bad, but something a little more, a little more goofy, a little more wacky. Yeah. (laughs) This episode we are going to talk the Wonder Twins. Oh yeah. Now I was actually kind of impressed you want to talk about it because I always. I wasn't sure if the Wonder Twins were more of a generational thing because you're a lot younger than I am because there was an era where, you know, they were on the Super Friends for a long time, but they haven't been uh, that much in pop culture.
2: No, they well, really haven't. Like, I mean, OK, in, so in the I, last like, couple of years, I should. Yeah, say. like for me as a kid, I mean, I was introduced to the Wonder Twins through the Super Friends and stuff like that, like, but it was only because I was one of those people I would sneak out into the living room and turn on TV and I'd watch Tales from the Crypt in the middle of the night when I shouldn't have, when I was way too young to watch that show and I'd watch Tales from the Crypt and I'd need like a palate cleanser because I'd be terrified after i would just like, <laughs> I watched something I shouldn't have watched. I, like, my mind was blown by some violence and sex and gore and I was like, I need something and then I'd put on Scooby-Doo. I was like, this is too much and I'd, I'm like, I'm still scared so I'd find something else and Super Friends were on. So it was either like, it was always something old for some reason. So I watched a lot of like the Super Friends are like Super Globe Trotters. I don't, do you remember that show? Oh yes, Where they <laughs> yeah. had superpower the, the, Now dig this. <laughs> now dig this. Like, like I, I. But for some reason, there was something about those really old shows. It was just they were so slow and just kind of like soft and zen-like, and just, there was no stress about them at all. So I could just watch that, and it was just I'd forget about the Crypt Keeper for a week, and then I'd go back and I would watch it again. And I'd start over, you know. So that's how I found the Super Friends.
1: Well, that's weird. I was a big fan of the Super Friends and. They were around for so long, but sadly, the two things they're most known for is turning Aquaman into a complete joke yeah. and the ridiculousness of the Wonder Twins. Oh, man. Now, uh, for anyone not familiar with the Wonder Twins, well, let's, let's start with just the Super Friends themselves. In the early 70s, uh, Hanna-Barbera got the rights to the DC characters, and they decided they were going to do the Justice League, but they were criticized a lot in the late 60s, or 70s because of violence in cartoons, so... They were in the unenviable position of doing a superhero cartoon where there couldn't be punching and couldn't be a lot of violence. And we got the Super (laughs) Friends.
2: Just, I mean, the most wholesome, like, after-school special, uh, you know, like, heartwarming message from every Full House episode is just that's all the Super Friends was. Like, they even have, like, those little segments in between where it's, like, how to pet a dog and how not to be scared of random strange animals. (laughs) They had. Like they have all these weird little things just to teach kids these good lessons, but it was so unnecessary and hilarious. And, uh, even though
1: they are the justice league, they're called the justice league in the cartoons called the super friends. And it's never been confirmed, but a lot of people said that they were criticized for justice league of America being too extremely patriotic. So they had to change the name being that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this was the first decade of a uh, real discourse with America and government. Oh, yeah from the late 60s. The the hippie culture was still going on. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Super Friends, it was uh, 1973 it started. Uh, Like I said, Hanna-Barbera. And the first lineup was Superman, Batman, Robin, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And then these three children. Well, no, two children and a talking, well, not really a talking dog. Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. (laughs) And if you have never seen it, Marvin pretty much looks like shaggy wearing a green towel in the form of a a cape and wonder dog had a cape as well because this was their quote way to connect with the youngsters by having these young kids that were part of the the justice league really kind of weird when you think about it
2: yeah i i'm so surprised we haven't had like dark 90s like gritty versions of all of these characters yet (laughs) you know
1: I thought it was blackest night or something where they did like an evil version of wonder dog. I swore that happened.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. I've been like, since we watched, we'll get more into it, but like since we watched the wonder twins, I've been thinking about like the potential for that grittiness so much. And I'm just like, how has this not happened yet? And it's hilarious. I'm glad it hasn't, but I, I'm expecting it to happen any day now.
1: And uh, I ran on uh, Saturday mornings in uh, ABC, did a somewhat successful season, but they didn't re- They didn't renew it immediately. And then in The Gap, shows like Six Million Dollar Man, Wonder Woman had picked up popularity. So they thought they could bring it back. So in 1977, it came back with the all-new Super Friends Hour. <laughs> Same lineup, except instead of Wendy and Marvin, they got rid of them and they got the Wonder Twins. Two teenagers, but these teenagers... They had superpowers, so they were hell-bent on they had to have teenagers that to, to, so the kids could relate.
2: I mean, they were smart. They knew what they were doing, and it worked. There's a reason. Well, we can't deny their legacy. I mean, people still talk
1: about these guys yeah. in Here 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah barbera and uh, Norman Maurer, were, who was a story editor and developer, they're credited with actually creating the Wonder Twins. Zan and Jaina from the planet Exor. And their pet monkey, space monkey,
2: gleek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the the odd like ape, Mister Fantastic. It's
1: (laughs) now um, for anybody who doesn't know, they were twins. They dressed it all in shades of purple, and to make their powers happen, they would touch their hands and say, "Wonder Twin Powers, activate!" (laughs) and I really don't know what the monkey was there for. He didn't do Okay,
2: anything. I'll tell you exactly what he was there for. He <laughs> had to hold the bucket, Matt. Someone has to hold the bucket. <laughs> that was Gleek's whole job.
1: So their powers were... Jaina could form into any animal. And Zan could form into the shape... Form of water. And every time, there was... Gleek with a bucket. Gleek
2: with, why? <laughs> why? i like ugh, the potential there is limit, like much like, like Aquaman, how, who can, who can just like completely take all of the water out of a person's body and just annihilate them, you know, and leave like a husk, you know, um, Zan has the potential to just become like, vapor and enter people's bodies and then he has the power of ice he is bobby drake he can become anything he wants with ice like giant Iceman, like monster and he always is just like i want to live in that bucket get the monkey like every time
1: um now they said that when they brought it back they wanted more action so that's why they elected to get kids with superpowers instead of these two kids who couldn't do anything the only thing I hated uh, about Xan is specifically, like, the animal thing seemed practical, but they just had to come up with, like, these ludicrous forms of water. Like, he would be, like, <laughs> uh form of an uh, ice unicycle. <laughs> yes!
2: Well, and it's so funny. Like, who is – I don't even know who he's talking to. He just announces what he's going to do because he says things like ice unicycle. Or, like, he says in this episode, he's, like, form of an ice jail or an ice prison. And I'm, like, that's not a thing. Well, you're just not going to make anything. Like, nothing's going to happen. And he just becomes pillars. And one of them has his face. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay.
1: Now, I've often wondered. I brought this on previous episodes. The the Rangers, the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers say, it's Morphin' time. He-Man says, I have the power. Human Torch says, flame on. If they don't announce shape of an eagle form do they not does it not work happen yeah
2: yeah who is like are they speaking to some like wonder god that we don't know that we're not familiar with who's just like shaking his head and hating on this bucket or maybe that's why like they they need to sacrifice him in the board i I still i can't get over this bucket situation the fact that like he knows it's so predictable that zan is going to do the same thing the monkey just like just gets the bucket every time grabs it with his magic. By the way, the, the monkey is way more practical and way more powerful than Zan. Um, at least that's, that's how he's used in the show. You know, he seems
1: invincible. His tail does seem to be able to do weird things. And it also seems to get longer, shorter, depending on if the story needs it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so development of these characters, they, uh, originally, supposedly, uh, Zan was going to stretch like Mr. Fantastic. And uh, Zayna was going to be able to, Jaina, was going to be able to just turn into anything. Like, she could be, like, shape of, you know, a hydrogen bomb, shape of uh, a pencil. Like, and they finally said, well, if we make her that powerful, it's going to seem like the rest of the characters, what's the point? If she can turn into anything, what do, yeah. <laughs> what do you need these other guys for?
2: Form of a Batman.
1: And originally their names were going to be Dick and Jane. <sighs> Of course they were. Like, I want to give them credit that that was just the first name <laughs> thrown out. And that really wasn't ever going to be. <laughs> no,
2: I'm, I'm surprised they didn't stick with it. I mean, that seems to happen a lot. It's just, I mean, you know, like RoboCop. It's like, hey, what should we name this movie about a robot cop? RoboCop. Oh, hey, here's a movie about a, here's a story about a bunch of toys. What should we call it? I well, I, I called it Toy Story right away. Well, yeah, let's just stick with that and never change it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that is more common than you think. They say their personalities and design are heavily borrowed from Donnie and Marie Osmond.
2: Ah, okay.
1: You're a a '90s kid, correct? That's when yes. you were born.
2: I, I know. Yeah,
1: do, you, do you even know who?
2: Donnie I, know, is? I know them. Yes, because
1: yeah. <laughs> they were like a thing, a big thing in the '70s. So I guess the logic was, hey, they like Donny Marie, they'll they'll tune into the Super Friends. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, I
2: guess. They don't really do that anymore, right? Like, I, mean, I haven't seen any characters come out and it's just like, oh, look, this looks like baby or something. Or, like, this looks like like some random, you know, like, musician or famous rapper, you know? Is there is there, like, a Cardi B uh, like super <laughs> right now? <You> know?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I'm trying to think because, like, they're not the only characters that were, like, loosely placed on a celebrity. Um, like I believe Starfire was based on some famous, uh, I think it was a Brazilian, like I don't know if she's a stripper, a Brazilian performance dancer. The only one that
2: comes to mind is, uh, what was it? Huey in, uh, the boys. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Simon Pegg, you know? Yeah. And like
1: John Constantine was originally based on sting.
2: Okay, cool. Um, I didn't know that. That's funny though. I see it.
1: I believe even, uh, Will Eisner said the spirit was based on Clark Gable. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I you bring up uh, Huey. That's probably the best example of, of recent memory that, that I can think of because I can, I mean, if anybody out there knows somebody he recently created based on someone, by all means, share it with us. And they said they chose purple because none of the Super Friends had purple. So they went with a color that no Super Friend had. Oh, that's cool. So it it makes complete sense. It's weird because, like, the Super Friends is the first appearance of uh, Cyborg in animated form. It's the first appearance of Firestorm in animated form. So there's two, especially Cyborg is a really important character in the history of DC Comics, and oh, yeah. no, no one even associates that with the Super Friends. Not even a little bit. No. Yeah. Super Friends went on with the 1985 Wonder Twins were on almost every season. They left a stamp in pop culture in America. They appeared in the Super Friends comic book from the 70s which was odd. It was uh, E. Nelson Birdwell had written the comic book and it was weird. He kind of tried to fit DC continuity into it at the same time. So like Supergirl showed up, for example, and some other DC characters that never showed up. I think Swamp Thing might have shown up once that never showed up on the cartoon. But it is, I looked it up and it is considered its own universe. It was never... Which is odd, because the Global Guardians first appeared in Super Friends, and they're part of DC canon, so it really is kind of confusing.
2: Yeah. it's. I mean, DC's always like that, but... I mean, Marvel's like that, too, but DC is terrible with that stuff. I really want to see the Wonder Twins with Swamp Thing now. Like, I... Like, <laughs> the, that sounds amazing.
1: Now I could be wrong about that, but I, I think it happened in one of the... I know Swamp Thing did show up in the comic book, so I'm assuming that the Wonder Twins were there as well. <laughs> yes. Now they made their first show appearance in 1977 on the episode Joyride. We're going to be talking about a different episode, but that was the first one they ever showed up on. And they made their first comic appearance in Super Friends issue 7 back in 1977. And it's kind of I looked it up and the cover is them like pushing Wendy Marvin aside kind of saying like get out of here, kids, we're taking
2: it from here. Oh my gosh. That's crazy though. They were so they were on the Super Friends for so long before a comic ever existed of them. Like yeah, because
1: uh, they they did the comic book based on the cartoon, yeah, and uh, wow. and it was well, it was around the same year they actually appeared in the cartoon. They actually became part of DC canon in 1995, part of the series Extreme Justice. Wow! So there's another thing we have to thank the 90s for is uh, yeah, right? They brought the Wonder Twins into canon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing.
1: It's weird about the comic is that's the only time Wendy and Marvin interact with the Wonder Twins. And then it's never spoken of again. There's never even a reason why Wendy and Marvin
2: just vanished. (laughs) That's insane. I love it though. 90s just gave us everything good, I guess. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> well, the 90s is a mixed bag. There is some it, it really ridiculous, is. crazy stuff. We should say
2: mixed pockets. Just
1: mixed. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I was looking at a thread about uh, costumes in the 90s. They really fell in love with jackets in the yeah. 90s. Everybody
2: had a cool jacket. <laughs> Everybody had a cool duster. Had, yeah.
1: I swear at one point the Avengers had like a team jacket where everyone was wearing a jacket. Oh, I also forgot to mention that uh, Gleek's original name was going to be Mighty... Monkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, now, I wish they would have stuck with that, though. Like, I I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if this is anyone else's experience, but, like, where I grew up, Gleek, like, Gleeking was, like, when you did this, like, spit thing with your tongue. <laughs> that's what Gleek was. I mean, that was, I don't know if anyone else knows that term, but, like, so when I heard the name Gleek, I was like, that's not a good name for this magic monkey. <laughs> and, like...
1: And uh, anyone who doesn't know, the monkey is blue, and he wears a superhero costume as well. Now, Super Friends it got, went off the air in 1985, so we thought that was the end of the Wonder Twins. But like I said, they became part of official DC canon in 1995. Jeez. Uh They showed up on the show Smallville. They actually had a comic miniseries a couple of years ago. I think it was 2018, maybe, which had a trade paperback. And up until recently, before the upheaval... HBO Max was actually planning on doing a live action Wonder Twins television show wow. for HBO Max.
2: Really? For HBO Max? Yes. Oh, I would kill the right for that show. I would just die for that show.
1: <laughs> now, it's one of the many things that have been scrapped with the of course with the, with the, the James Gunn takeover, but
2: Yeah. He'll bring him I, back.
1: <laughs> I wasn't necessarily opposed to the idea, but when DC was really hit or miss for years why the hell, of all things,
2: yeah? <laughs> the Wonder Twins? <laughs> oh. I mean, they really, someone at DC was like, you know what? Screw it. Something's got to save us. Maybe it's the Wonder Twins. They helped back in the 70s. <laughs> Who knows?
1: So today, we are going to watch the Wonder Twins episode, Hitchhike. Yeah. Originally debuted September 24th, 1977. It was part of the, it's actually an episode of the all-new Super Friends Hour. But back then, Super Friends had different formats over the year. Sometimes they'd have full length episodes. This is a stint where they would do like three or four stories in one episode. Wonder Twins always got their own, where it was always them getting involved with teenagers, teaching them some kind of life lesson. <laughs> and Hitchhike, you might tell, is, you know, a warning about the dangers of hitchhiking, which was, I kind of remember in my youth, that was like a bigger, like PSA type thing. Hitchhiking was bad, it was dangerous, don't do it. I don't really see that get brought up.
2: No, I've never never seen anyone talk about hitchhiking. I've picked up a couple of hitchhikers in my life, but I've never seen anyone tell me not to. So maybe we (laughs) need to get back to that so I don't make that mistake ever again. I'm going to do it. You better get back to the Wonder Twins.
1: So as part of, uh, there was a couple episodes on this City in a Bottle, Space Emergency, an Invasion of the Hydrojoids. Mm -hmm. But we are going to focus only on the Wonder Twins. We're going to watch the episode hitchhike it was kind of difficult to find credit for this one i believe a man named jeffrey scott wrote this particular segment but it was hard because everything i looked up they credit like the entire writing staff on everything so i looked at a bunch of different sites i found one that was like a super friends episode fan guide that claims a man named jeffrey scott wrote this episode <laughs> and it was directed by a uh, charles nickel Now, Zan, he's voiced by one Michael Bell. Uh, He's done a lot of live action acting as well as voiceover acting. He was uh, Bruce Banner on the early Hulk cartoon. Uh, He was Duke on uh, G.I. Joe in the 80s, as well as uh, he did a bunch of voices. I think he was Blowtorch and Major Blood on that as well. I love that. He did Cyclops on uh, the Pride of the X-Men pilot. He was on the very first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. um really? Encounter at Farpoint, uh, if you've ever seen that. He was on that. And he was on a couple episodes of Three's Company as well. So uh, I think he was on The Smurfs as well, but I could be wrong about that. So he's done a, lo- a lot of voice acting and a handful of uh, regular acting. And then uh, Louise Williams is Jaina. I couldn't find a lot of voiceover credit she did. She That's did interesting. Titana or Titan. What was the god now i'm gonna it's the girl on the super friends from the leisure doom that could grow giant but i always confuse her with the she-hulk villain Mm -hmm. i think one's titania and one's Mm -hmm. uh... hold on now i'm gonna have to giganta that is her name giganta okay she did a voice of her in one of the episodes titana or titania she's the villain from she Hulk. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> she also the only other credits I can find. She was in the movie Busting Loose. <laughs> okay, yeah, I believe is a seventies. Is it Clint Eastwood or is that a Burt Reynolds movie? I think it's really. It. I haven't <laughs> seen that one. <laughs> and she was also on Three's Company. If you've ever seen that yeah, show, Three's uh,
2: Company, yeah knock
1: on our door. Yeah, no. <laughs> have you ever seen the episode where Larry pretends Jack is a movie, a TV commercial director, so his girlfriend will somehow work and do his girlfriend will sleep with him if she can. <laughs> oh, god! I think because she <laughs> they go to a, uh, a log cabin for the weekend, and she wants to go to audition for Jack for a commercial. Uh, I guess this is how, <laughs> that's how you <laughs> that's how you pick up women. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean it could work.
1: <laughs> oh, here's another interesting fact: their names Zana and Jana. They those are influenced by Tarzan. They're, they're variations of Tarzan
2: and Jane. Oh, Tarzan, Jane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why though? Why? Got, I mean the animals? I,
1: I watched a YouTuber who did the whole thing on the Winter Twins and they brought up a good point. Why would you take lovers
2: yeah, and made, name they,
1: brother and sisters?
2: I mean, I guess it was the you know, the seventies they were like, Oh, Star Wars is doing it. <laughs> I'm kidding, everyone. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. So, on that note, we are going to watch the Wonder Twins Hitchhike, and we're going to talk about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Zan. And I... I'm Jaina.
0: And And we're we're the Wonder Wonder Twins. Twins. Today we'd like to talk about what's real. And what's make-believe. That's right, Jaina. You see, some people might watch our show and think that they too can change into a big sheet of ice. Or a giant gorilla. Right again, sis. The thing of it is, we're
1: superheroes from another planet with lots of special powers that most of you Earthlings just don't have. Wonder Twin Twin powers powers activate! activate. So before you go and try to mutate into an (laughs) algorithm-rhythm
0: tiger... Or a giant bucket of ice water... Remember this simple phrase. Minute. How come I always change into something lame like ice? I'm always a wave or a puddle. I don't know,
1: Zan. This isn't the time or the place to get into this. Well, when are we gonna talk about it? What
0: kind of superpower do I really have? I mean, when you get right down to it. Zan, relax. I could get beaten by a sponge. I wouldn't even have to be an evil sponge. <laughs> Just drop it, Zan. I'm serious. The
1: opinions expressed in this editorial are not
0: necessarily those of Cartoon Network its affiliates. There's no way the drug bust is worth the blur. Lois, I wasn't behind the saves. The blur has an imposter. I discovered five messy saves that were obviously not done by you. Camera's happening.
2: Smallville, an all-new episode Friday at 8, 7 central.
0: Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Superman. Batman and Robin. Wonder Woman. Man, and the Wonder Twins, Sam and Jaina, with their space monkey, Bleak, dedicated to true justice and peace for all mankind.
1: Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice.
0: Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Superman. Batman and Robin. Wonder Woman. man and the wonder twins sand and jana with their space monkey Bleak, dedicated to true justice and peace for all mankind
1: and we are back and we just watched the wonder twins hitchhike gotta say uh super friends that the theme song alone is a uh, you know, the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite themes.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, watching this made me just want to watch more of this, regardless of the the quality of the Wonder Twins segment. I was like, you know what? I need more of this in my life.
1: Where I, I joined it. I don't know. This isn't Wonder Twins. There was this safety message before it. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. Where these two kids are trying to pat a dog and yes, Wonder I Woman do. has to come. Wonder Woman has to sweep in and stop them.
2: <laughs> it was amazing. I was just like, I mean cuz you know, we, we we see people like super, you know, characters save like animals from trees and like from burning houses and stuff, but watching like the very simple instructions of how to pet a dog? <laughs> hilarious.
1: And it, I I know what they're going for, but I just I can't escape my mind of how ludicrous that either Wonder Woman just happened to be in the neighborhood <laughs> or this is what she does. I <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, she she swoops in just to tell them like, make sure you don't have your hand above their head, and make sure you do it this way, or else. or you could just leave people's dogs alone. You could talk to them. Okay, <laughs> like, hey, is your dog safe to pet now? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid this person completely. What?
1: So we open. Uh, where we find out we're in Central City, which uh, that was kind of a neat little bit. Where yeah, the most ludicrous thing about this episode, and I, spoiler alert, but is the narrator's tone is just so wrong for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's absolutely bonkers. And I, I love it. I mean, there were a couple of things in this episode where it's just like, how is this a real world that they think they're creating here? <laughs> like, what universe is this? It's the best. They uh, We opened with two girls who were, uh,
1: they're heading to the beach. They're at the bus stop. I gotta say, uh, <laughs> one girl in particular, her shorts like they couldn't have drawn her shorts any shorter. Oh okay, yeah, this drawn... this
2: this the the opening scene made me immediately think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, whereas like every time uh, Brad Pitt pulls up and he sees the the woman like basically hitchhiking <laughs> on the side of the road, I was like, this is just the Wonder, this is it, this is that's what the, where they got this. Tarantino stole from the Wonder Twins immediately. Like I love it, um, it was fantastic and. This girl says she wants to hitchhike, and her reasoning is my favorite thing in the entire episode. Like, in this entire segment, her reason for hitchhiking is because she wants to save enough money for the jukebox when they get to the beach.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. You don't want to spend your money on the bus fare when you want to save it for the jukebox.
2: And her friend abandons her immediately. Like, she does not care. She's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you should pay for our jukebox songs. I'm going to take the bus, though. Good luck not dying. And then just leaves her.
1: And the narrator even says about how these two unsuspecting girls are going to take a very unpleasant ride.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the narrator knows, says nothing. He does nothing to stop them. He doesn't call 1-800, like the hero hotline or anything. He doesn't like, and uh, by the way, everyone in this universe knows how to get in touch with the super friends and the wonder twins. So why is this narrator just letting this happen? Uh, Evil, terrible monster.
1: (laughs) Now, before she takes the bus, uh, she does tell her it's not a good idea to hitchhike. Yes. But then she says, uh, you sound like my parents. Not to worry, because I'm always careful, and I never accept a ride from creeps.
2: Oh, yeah. she She's really good at spotting creeps, so much so that in the very next scene with her, you see her just take the first ride from the first creep that, that, that asks if she wants one. And
1: they couldn't have made a character design more creepy on oh, this no. guy. Oh, <laughs> no.
2: Like, this tried. guy, he, he reminded me of, like, Jack Nicholson from Chinatown. Like, he was yeah. just, like, an obvious like Like, this guy is trouble from the get-go, and, like, his everything about him, his voice and everything is just, hey, you wanna hang out? Like, what? <laughs> Not with you. No.
1: He's got, like, the shady glasses. He's got the big collared shirt, unbuttoned slightly, like... I'd say her, uh... <laughs> Her uh, radar for detecting creeps is uh, is, is off. Yeah. Seriously, like, uh, no offense, but, uh, you can't. Not every creep you can just tell by looking at them. There no, a well, lot of, co- of course are-
2: not. But you can <laughs> tell. From that guy, or like at the very least, it, like if you have a creep-o-meter, which she claims to have, you know, like it's gonna go off a little with that. Like know, like get a ride from a family, maybe maybe another woman, maybe someone with you know a couple people in the car, so there's you know some witnesses.
1: But like, when you think about it, who hasn't not paid a bill because they wanted to save their money for the jukebox? You,
2: you need those sweet <laughs> sweet tunes, and it's worth it. It's just worth the the threat of death.
1: So she says, well, I'll, uh, I'll meet you at the beach and she gets on the bus and lets her friend, uh, actually, I think she got on the bus before she got in the creeps car, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No,
2: her friend, her friend gets in the bus and drives away.
1: Yeah. Before the creep comes around and picks her up. Then
2: she sees the creep. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: even asks where she's going. And she says the beach. So they get to the beach and she says the, here's where you can pull me over. But, uh, he's not doing that. And he in fact goes faster. So she yeah, says, "He immediately a...
2: floors it. He's like, he's like Kurt Russell and Death Proof. He's like, this is about <laughs> to get weird, <laughs> and just like floors it. And she's like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. And he's like, you know it is. And it just like it's just keeps escalating and getting and and soon after is one of my favorite things that happens in the episode. But I'll let you like
1: continue. Like... Well, he says, uh, this is where we're gonna get off, and he says, not today. You're not, not today. <laughs> now that." I've looked it up. I watched videos, and there's never <laughs> they never come out and say what this guy actually has in store for her. If it's a sexual assault case, if he's some yeah. crazy murderer who's going to chop her up, but he just he's got bad intention.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't specify, but it was important enough for him to chase her once she gets away. Like he doesn't—he's not just like ah, I'll get the next one and drives away quickly. He's like, I'm gonna chase you down this. We'll get there. (laughs)
1: Now uh, her friend happens to catch the it driving by, so she knows her friend's in trouble. And the best part about that is when that scene got set up, the narrator said, (laughs) "Meanwhile, at the beach." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: it's i mean it also the most convenient timing for her friend her and her life i mean like her life was spared just because that guy happened to also go by the beach he could have been like yeah we're going to the beach and just taking a left and be like haha we're going to my house like i'm gonna eat you like this is this is your life now
1: we go to the wonder twins who are playing tennis in their superhero costumes of course because <laughs> what else would they do he's got a uh plan uh A system Zan has for uh, playing tennis, or it's he's really making it tough for uh, Jaina.
2: I also I feel like it was such a missed opportunity for Jaina to be different animals while she's playing tennis. I mean, it was Uh, just it was so simple. They could have made her like strong animals, fast animals, Uh, like like an
1: octopus maybe with like eight different tennis rackets.
2: That would have been fantastic. But what they did that was nothing. (laughs) They were like, "Yo, we can't afford uh, animation. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna show this a little, um, and have this monkey." On top of Zan's head and shoulders.
1: Well, you find out that uh, he's kind of cheating because uh, Gleek's using his tail to knock the balls back, which seems like, you know, why didn't she just play Gleek in tennis? Just and... <laughs>
2: Gleek. Yeah, like Zan is not playing tennis at all. Which, I mean, goes to, it furthers the evidence that, uh, you know, Zan is as lazy as possible. He lives in a bucket most of the time. He doesn't want to be a superhero. He wants to live in a bucket and let Gleek and Jaina do all the work. He's also not playing tennis. So
1: So when Gleek takes a wild shot at the, uh, he takes a wild swing and his tail completely wraps around Zane to the point where his tail must be like 20, 30 feet long.
2: Oh, yeah. It's just like like insanely long, impossibly long. And I love how it's just convenient. Just whatever works for this series that monkey is capable of. I appreciate it. He's like Darwin from the from the X Men, you know, like he has like a, the adaptability thing, but it's just for whatever entertainment purposes and animation.
1: Jaina says, "Looks like your uh, system's more of a hurricane and less of a breeze." But then they get the message on the team Trouble Alert. <laughs>
2: Setting up the idea that everyone in this universe just happens to know the Teen Trouble Alert number. Like everyone's just like, oh, I have to call the Wonder Twins because my friends in trouble. Like I know, like most like children have trouble remembering nine one one sometimes, but everyone's just like, oh, one eight hundred Wonder Twin Powers activate. Got it. Let's do this. Like what? Now
1: there was in the late eighties, there was a Captain America story where Captain America was seeing America, and he set up a Cap Hotline in New York. So. People could get in touch with them, so uh, maybe they were just ahead of their time. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that is the theme for most of these episodes: is somebody calls them on the Teen Trouble Alert. So good because <laughs> because you don't call the police, mind you; you call the the Teen Trouble Alert.
2: I want to like i I want to see a like a sitcom that's like kind of like an Office show or like Parks and Rec, but it's just like the dispatch that has to deal with the Wonder, like the Super <laughs> Friends. And there's like. What's going on here? Well, someone doesn't know how to pet a freaking dog. Well, can, can they just you know, ask their parents? No, they need Wonder Woman immediately. <laughs> like, get her there. Get her there now. Okay. Listen, um, I'm sorry, Diana. Listen, uh, there's a dog and there's like a child. I'll be right there. <laughs> like, say no more. Like, what? Why are we getting superheroes to do any of this when, like, normal police officers should be doing their jobs?
1: So they do the Wonder Twin Powers activate and she goes, shape of an eagle.
2: And then Insan says, "Grab the bucket, grab the bucket, monkey." <laughs> he
1: goes, "Form of water, and the water is always purple." I don't, I never purple.
2: got. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's hardly water. It's it's Ivan oo's just liquid form. So she
1: flies, gleek, holding the bucket. Uh <laughs> Seems like this has got to be an easier way to do
2: this, but... Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, you know what else is made of water? Clouds. They fly all day, just all the time. Rained, he could just fly through the air, sideways rain. Like, he, Like so many things you can do if you have water powers. But no, yeah. I mean, it, it would be cool to see Gleek use his tail like a helicopter also. But it's just an idea. It's just a... a it's just an eagle carrying a monkey carrying a bucket of water.
1: <laughs> we go back to Jody in the, in the car with the creep. She had, begs her to let him go. He says, "Shut up."
2: <laughs> it's it's, it's so good. and like that like that leads to one of my favorite when as the car slows that leads to my, just my favorite part of the episode where she has the ability to just like full throttle run out of a car and down a hill with no issue at all. No. She's just like like full force like just the flash running down this hill with no issues until she reaches the beach, which what?
1: Yeah, it's not even like a tuck and roll. Like, she nothing. just jumps out
2: and runs. She just jumps and... <laughs> out and just is completely running. And she's perfectly running down a hill with with just just not a buckle in sight. Like, she doesn't, like, like, waver. She doesn't tumble. Nothing. Just runs. And then, after a while, she's going straight on the beach and does this classic, terrible horror movie fall that everyone does when they're being, you know, chased by someone.
1: Now, take in mind, this is broad daylight. This guy doesn't just say, oh, the hell with it. I better get out of here before yes. someone recognizes me or, or takes my plate number down. He stops the car, gets out, and starts chasing her on the beach.
2: <laughs> He's a guy like running down hills, too. It's worth it because I'm going to eat you and I'm hungry. I don't know what he wants from her, but it's worth chasing her down a hill. I don't want to run down a hill. Think about it. He'd have to run back up the hill. What if he caught her? He has to carry her up a hill. That's not worth it, man. I don't know. I don't care what you want. It's not. It's crazy.
1: That's on the, assumption. you got to assume she's going to put up a fight. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're
2: going to be exhausted. Like there's no chance you're going to make it back up that hill. Like you better eat her down there. I don't know what your plan is, but it's bad. It's failing.
1: So they, uh, we go to a site of, uh, there's the eagle carrying the monkey, carrying the bucket wire, looking down and Jaina says, they're right below us. How in the world did they spot, Oh yeah. This random teenager. Is... You,
2: you want to know how, you want to know how they spotted him? Cause he was the creepiest man in the area. And it was obvious. It was so obvious that these other teenagers were like, Oh look, you know how we know it's a creep. Cause it's obvious. He looks like Jack Nicholson from, you know, from Chinatown. He is a creep and they see him. and They're like, Oh, that must be the the girl being chased. That's it's so stupid. It's amazing.
1: And, um, they go on down. Uh, once he sees the wonder twins, he's like, uh, I gotta get out of here.
2: Yeah, that's what he notices. Like he's like, oh, this—I've made a mistake.
1: <laughs> now this was baffling because at this point she says they're gonna stop him, and she says shape of a camel. I,
2: of he, all animals, a camel. Of all animals, you can become anything. She could have become a tiger, pounced on him. She could have become a snake, just wrapped around his legs. Anything, and she's like, you know what I'm gonna do? Sturdy as heck. I'm a camel. He's gonna get on my back, and it's gonna be great what and what <laughs> i appreciate the creativity but like a camel i would never i would never not for one second if i had the ability to become animals change into a camel it would just not happen it wouldn't be in my repertoire
1: <laughs> and like i guess once they've done wonder two in powers activate they don't have to do it again they can yeah. just keep changing without doing that
2: yeah they they, they do <laughs> it once and then the the powers it, it maybe it's like an hour man thing it just works for the day once they do it or like maybe it's like gremlins you know like i don't like it has to be a time based thing because why else do they continue to do it i don't maybe
1: they don't as long as they don't turn back to human they can keep changing yeah, into Rend. Really. <laughs> it's just weird because they don't have to do the fist bump anymore they don't have to say wonder twin powers activate and then he says, "Yet yeah, form of an ice
2: jail, a nice jail. You know, you know the ice jails that we're all very familiar with that just exist in the world."
1: Now this kind of offended me because he's not a nice jail. He's a bunch of different.
2: He's just a bunch of yeah. He's just a little bunch of spokes. He's like pillars of ice, which is weird, by the way, because he can separate his body and it doesn't have to be touching at all. Nope. Not at all. And, like, one of the various pillars happens to have his face. But does that mean one of the pillars is his ankle? Like, is one of the pillars his – like, his butt? Like, is one of the pillars – like, like you know, how does that work?
1: All I can think of is Harry Potter when he says uh, – he's supposed to say, Dagon Alley, and he says, Dag Alley, and it sends him to – this guy can just say a nice jail, and – just that's what it's happened. not an ice jail. He's—it's literally a, it's just a series of ice sticks. <laughs>
2: yeah, just ice sticks. It's not like a big cage. It's not a, a fantastic-looking prison of ice. Like uh, you know, it's, it, it should be a fortress of solitude. You know, create. You know, like, but no, not in the least. It's just a bunch of little sticks that look like a bad pier. Like, look. Ugh, it's just—it's crazy. But super effective somehow. I don't know how. I don't know why that works. I wouldn't even call it a cage. Like, it's not. It was literally. It's just like it's something to bit. Like, it's kind of like a it's just a little net of ice to catch this guy because he knows what's about to happen, which (laughs) why, why not just make it just like a a pot or an actual cage would have been great Zan, What are you doing?
1: So she ends up catching up, knocking the guy on top of the camel and then running into Gleep ties his tail between two trees and that clotheslines him. So he goes, snaps him back into the conveniently placed ice jail. I,
2: I love, like, the amount, like, the number of things that should have gone wrong with this plan are innumerable. Like, there's no reason this should have worked. That guy should have just jumped off the back of that camel been like, why is there a camel? I'm leaving. These these people are just nuts. I wanted to eat this girl. Why are they getting in the way of my, my dinner? I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to go find food elsewhere. But, no, he stays on the back of the camel. He's just like, yeah, let's ride this. And then just <laughs> continues to look forward as this monkey tail clotheslines him. And what – then he falls and he's just like I'm in this not closed prison of random pillars that I can easily walk between. Well, I don't know. like I would have just taken one and just ran away? Because now you have like what's Z- what's Zane gonna do? He doesn't have a leg or an arm, you know. Like he's like, what are you gonna do, Zane? <laughs> That's he a good How does that work?
1: Why <laughs> his face is on one particular?
2: Yes. Pole. What happens if you take his head? <laughs> you know.
1: But they they capture him, and uh, Jody says she's uh, learned her lesson. She's not going to hitchhike ever again.
2: I mean, I don't believe her for a second. I didn't believe her when she said she uh, paid attention to creeps, because obviously she didn't. Jodie's a liar. (laughs) But you know what we do know is uh, Jodie has money for that sweet, sweet jukebox, and she's at the beach now, so she's going to have a great time and have a fun story about meeting some superheroes. Do you really think she's not going to do that again? If you did something that resulted in you getting to meet the Wonder Twins and hang out with characters that could turn into fantastic monsters and meet a super monkey with a stretchy tail, I would i'm gonna get in creeps car like nine times out of ten from now on that's my life now
1: Plus, she did like you said kept the money for the for the jukebox
2: yeah that was just a free uber like she just like she got an uber and she got a show that was like she had a good day she had a better day than her friend where was her friend by the way you know like she wasn't helping
1: well she did call the teen trouble alert so we got to give her some (laughs) (laughs) and uh she said well next time we uh we might not be there to help
2: then do your jobs better to And
1: then, uh, Zan says, uh, and we might not be around to help Gleek. Yeah. And we end this weird shot of a seagull <laughs> chasing Gleeks. T- <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like, um, every joke in this episode falls completely flat. <laughs> I like just, they try so hard. They set up like, like three or four jokes. I'm just like, these are all bad. Um, but I love it. It was the best, it was the best short segment ever. And I'm so glad it exists because now I know not to pick up hitchhikers or hitchhike. So <laughs> I pictured them
1: all in a circle, like doing the big laugh as we cut the <laughs> fade to black. When the seagull is chasing Gleek's. Tail. Oh, <laughs> which Gleek seemed to be antagonizing. Uh,
2: oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he, was, I mean, he was like
1: he wagging his tail. at the. He seagull.
2: has the ability to change the shape of the tail. He could have stopped at any time. <laughs> He's definitely doing that on purpose.
1: And there you have it. Wonder twins. Hitchhike. It was. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh because I, I I do believe their hearts in the right place with this character. One like, hundred <laughs> percent
2: well intended. They were trying, and like I mean, you have to remember what the audience was, and especially in the seventies and their kids. It's. I I was actually really impressed by the length of these episodes in general. I mean, the you know sh- short segments, but like they put them together and compiled these like hour long, you know, yeah. episodes of Super Friends. It's pretty cool.
1: I mean, these predate the GI Joe, uh, and you know, knowing is half the battle. So, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> but man, the animation—they uh, they certainly believe in say skimping, <laughs> saving on backgrounds on uh, <laughs> some of these
2: shots. Oh, definitely.
1: I wish I could remember all of them. I know there's one where there's uh <laughs> the kids steal like a like a plane and joyride with it.
2: Oh my uh, gosh!
1: There's one. I think they help a kid who's getting bullied from prejudice. Uh, there's just. I don't think they ever went as far as do like stopping them from smoking or anything. Cause I, I think they didn't want to put that they don't on. Show it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I think it's just hitchhiking has now fell under the umbrella of don't talk to strangers, you know, and, uh, don't take candy from that. strangers. don't, I think that's all it is. You've watched the super friends before. Had you seen this particular episode or is this no. something completely?
2: <laughs> no, I have not seen this one. I was, I was, or if I had, it was when I was a kid. I have no memory of this one at all. So I used to watch it as a kid all the time. I don't remember this one though.
1: I don't know why it bothered me so much as a kid, but when they introduced characters like the Wonder Twins, it always bothered me because I, I was, I was reading comics before watching this stuff, so I always be like, these characters aren't in the comics. Why are they on the show? And oh, that's funny. Wendy and Marvin, I did the same thing when Firestar first showed up. Um yeah. The thing is, I mean, I mean, Harley Quinn is. One yeah. of the most popular de- uh, yeah. female characters of all time, and if it wasn't for a cartoon, she never would have even uh, been in the comic book.
2: It's all about that, you know, that weird evolution of the characters over time and how they use them and how they, you know, how they readapt them over the years. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, I think it always kind of feels like a betrayal because you're hoping to see characters that you're familiar with, and the, and you know, when you're seeing these new characters, it's like, oh, they, you know, that's time that could have been spent with these characters. Why'd they do this? You know, when there's already this awesome content, but I don't know. It, I think it works out both ways where it's like, sometimes we get really cool characters and sometimes we're just going to get forgettable crap that people don't really care about years later, you know, but I uh, like, I felt bad. if you were a hardcore,
1: like green Lantern flash yes. Hawkman, they barely make the atom. They show up every now and again. Yeah. They don't show up half as much as the wonder twins. <laughs> yeah.
2: The wonder twins are in every episode. Green Lantern has just limitless possibilities. You can do anything and teach anyone, you know, so many lessons with green Lantern. Did they use him? no why eh, it might have been a little more difficult to animate like the the cool light effect maybe i don't know i can't I don't, I don't even think so i think it might have been just as easy as doing the water you know like it's it's so silly i don't understand maybe like hawkman would have been a little more difficult to consistently do the um no i think you can do anything with the, the right writing um but like I, I feel like the lessons are easier with the wonder twins because of the teenage years but like I think Green Lantern could have pulled it off for sure. I don't know why they didn't just go that route.
1: Now, I can kind of a break when they had to take a backseat to, like, Apache Chief and Black Vulcan. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's face it. It was the 70s. DC really had introduced too many minority characters at that point in time. So, I can kind of slack with these imaginary characters. They were trying to diversify the lineup a little bit. For sure. I mean, at that point, I think they had Black Lightning and... Uh, Maybe Nubia had made like one appearance. So oh, yeah. I can cut them a little slack on that. But yeah, just like Green Lantern, Adam Hawkman, Flash, they show up, but nowhere near what the Wonder show <laughs> up. All right, on that note, we're going to go to our ranking system. We're going to our spectrometer. Anyone new to the show? Spectrometer is where we rank. We just watched. Zero Spectros being garbage, four Spectros being it just doesn't get any better. Anthony, <laughs> how are we gonna rank the Wonder Twins? This Hitch one's hike. hard.
2: I'm gonna say like, like if I, if I'm talking about um, if I'm ranking it based on like the generation, like when it was created and what their intention was, I'm gonna say probably two and a half. I'm going to, but like I say, like in general for audiences today, I'd say it's a one. You know, like it's, it's fun to watch for like nostalgic reasons. It's entertaining and silly, but it's not good by any stretch of the imagination. You know, like it's not, no. there's so much that you could do with those characters now that it would be amazing. And it would, you know, you could really, you could uh, teach kids lessons and stuff in a way that's still maybe not as ridiculous and entertaining. Um, but but it's it's hard to to judge something from this especially something like this from the 70s that's well intended that's aimed towards you know kids specifically looking to educate children you know so it's it definitely achieves what it's trying to do but i don't think it's good you know so i'm i'm am still i'm, st- I'm going to say for me it's a one
1: <laughs> i'm kind of in the same boat as you where i can't say i didn't enjoy it it did yeah. entertain me but man, if i'm going quality it's really not their best work it's not particularly great animation the story structure is pretty, pretty horrible not particularly in that. I, I'm going to go uh, alright I'm going to just go two you know because I don't think it's good but I enjoyed it enough that I can give it a, a two ranking
2: fair enough if I
1: give it a one I feel like one should be reserved for something where I was like that is crap like I don't ever, <laughs> want, I don't ever want to watch that again like so I'm going to go two.
2: Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, it's It's fun. It has its merits. You know, it's just there's so much potential with this, these worlds and I, those characters. And like, this wasn't the best delivery of that.
1: What did you think out there? Did you like it more than me and Anthony did? Did you like it less? I mean, you couldn't like it too much less, but maybe you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you liked it more and you, uh, you think we're being unfair, it's okay. We're just two guys. <laughs> talking it's uh i feel like the more i'm on social media the more i have to say it's just two people sharing their opinion no don't get yeah, it started.
2: no i i wouldn't like it's just like uh you know i i enjoyed it i you know but i Even though I didn't absolutely love it, I wouldn't take it from anyone. I wouldn't go on social media or anywhere else and be like, this is the worst garbage in the world, you know? Like, no, I'm glad it existed because it helped to facilitate the growth for other, you know, cool animations. And that's, you know, we kind of need these stepping stones, you know, no matter what they are, you know? So it's kind of cool. It introduced us to the Wonder Twins. And that's, you know, so here we are.
1: Well, if you want to give us your opinion, uh, you can find me or Anthony on Twitter. You can find me at Matt Spectro, um, Facebook, you can find me at, uh, Matt Specter through the multiverse. And now I'm, you can even find me on hive, which I'm on Matt Specter, all lowercase letters. I don't go on there often cause I think it's kind of weird, but <laughs> I am on, I am on there. So you can, uh, find me there as well. Anthony, I want to thank you for coming back. Hopefully, uh, next time we don't go almost a whole year without, uh-huh. <laughs> without an appearance on the show. Yeah, for sure. And this is the, uh, free plug time of our show. The floor is yours, Anthony. Plug away, anything and everything.
2: Hey, uh, so I'm Anthony. I I'm a co-host of a We Have Issues podcast. We're a weekly podcast where we talk about making comics and overcoming various life issues and obstacles and that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find us on YouTube.com/slash We Have Issues podcast. I'm also um, on the Critically Stupid D&D podcast. I play a silly bard. It's a real play D&D podcast. You can catch it every other Friday. It's at Crit Stupid on Twitter at Crit Stupid on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can buy my comics. Uh, you know, I have this new, fun, horror, comedy, action comic called Deathless. Uh, buy that at wehaveissuespodcast.com. Otherwise, find me on Twitter and Facebook, everywhere. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Anthony Lafusi. Yeah, I hope to, you know, I'll talk to you on there.
1: And I've, uh, I want to have more uh, comic creators on here, and I always want to ask everyone, what,
2: what uh,
1: advice and what would you say is the hardest thing about producing your own comic book?
2: So the hardest thing that we've found about producing comic books is just getting the work done despite the, the despite all of the unforeseeable events that happen in your day-to-day life. You know, like, it's like, you don't realize when your car has trouble, so you're a little, you know, you're down, or like, you know, you get sick, so it's a little harder to work. So it's just like that those little bits of time that, you know, you wish you had to work or you, you expected to have to work, you don't. So it's just so important to do what you can whenever you can and just celebrate the little victories as you take those steps. You know, that's really what our show is all about too. It's just like actually taking whatever action or like whatever step towards your goal you can take in the moment instead of worrying about the whole project at every single second you know because i think that's what happens to a lot of creators we get bogged down by thinking like oh man i i'm not i'm only on page one but i want to do 60 issues you know so we start like (laughs) you know thinking too much and it's like no you need to think of like page one panel one what's going to happen just focus on it you know and just work step by step by step because it's so easy to get overwhelmed and get discouraged and see everyone like I don't know. There's just so much that you have to do. And if you think about everything all the time, instead of what you can do right now, it's just, you're never going to get anything done, you know?
1: And, uh, what day of the week can they find new episodes of we have issues?
2: Oh, so we have issues releases every single Wednesday. We've never missed one. in over two years now, every single Wednesday, uh, we have it's youtube.com slash we have issues podcast. It's also on Twitter at we have issues pod. You can find this there.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it this week. I do want to thank you for joining us. And uh, hopefully next time we don't go so long without you making an appearance on the show.
2: All right. Thank you so All right. much.
1: Until then, everyone, thanks for joining us and join us again next week for another exciting episode of Matt Spectrum Through the Multiverse.